had a different topic planned for this episode, and the Lord just impressed upon my heart this morning this. So that's what we're going to do, because far be it for me to go against what the Lord puts on my heart. So you know me, I'm all about the goals and like, let's set them and, you know, big audacious goals. And I still am a thousand percent. But it got me to thinking, mainly because I'm doing a study by Kelly Minter called No Other Gods, where it's talking about the idols of the heart. And one question that she asked in this section really made me stop and think. And basically it was like, what idols, like, why, why is this my idol? Why, you know, why is this, whatever it is, why is that? Why have I given it that place? Because I'm enough in Christ. And what does that even mean to be, you know, to have my value found in Christ? So that's what we're going to talk about just a little bit today. I'll see you inside the episode and we'll get a little deeper. Hey there, friend. Are you a sassy, audacious unicorn mama who's on a mission to grow your network marketing business? Are you tired of the copy-paste culture, ready to set those goals and map out a strategic plan to get there? Hey, I'm Michelle. Welcome to the Growth Against the Grain podcast. I've been in the network marketing space for over a decade. I've leveled up, earned the goodies, sat at the top 2%, and know what it takes to get you there. More importantly, I know what it takes to do it being you. I'm here to help you achieve your business goals through strategy, mindset, healthy living, and a whole lot of fun. This podcast is all about equipping you with strategies to be that unicorn mama and grow your business while still showing up for your family and all the things that make you, you. Okay, go warm up that cup of coffee for the second or, let's be honest, eighth time. I know how it goes. And let's get started. Well, I hope by now that you know my heart is first and foremost that I love Jesus. Absolutely. And I know that many of you feel the same way. And I also know, like I said in my intro, that a lot of you, like me, are building a business. And I also know that while you're doing that, there can be this tendency to find our identity in our accomplishments. So like I mentioned, I'm going through this study by Kelly Minter called No Other Gods. I highly recommend it. What's funny is, side note, is our women's uh, group, our women's ministry at church actually did it in the fall of last year. And I was already in a study and I wanted to continue it. And if I'm being perfect, perfectly honest, part of me didn't want to um, put a spotlight on (laughs) the things that I was putting before God. So there you go. There's the full transparency in it all. Um, but I was also in a study and wanted to wanted to finish that out. But we're talking about in this study the idols of the heart and maybe some actual physical false gods. But all of that idolatry really starts in our heart. So I was convicted this morning as I was reading through and she was talking about finding our identity in Christ, finding my identity in Christ versus Finding it in my husband or being a mom or being successful or things, things. She asked one question. I should really have it in front of me, but she asked one question about something like, you know, what, 
how do you know that you're, you know, you're, you're so grounded here, basically? What is something that you want? And I had to answer honestly, and I had to say it was a Louis Vuitton bag, which is so crazy because it's not something that I've ever really wanted before, but there's some part of me that really wants it. And I would venture to say that whether you want one or not, there's some sort of clout that comes with that Louis bag, right? And, um, you know, it's dumb. It will burn. It's not, you know, I'm, I'm not like actively working to get one, but there is some sort of like, I've arrived that comes with that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just me again. Maybe you're, you're hearing my heart more raw than I intended, but I really want you to know where I'm coming from because I have a feeling I'm not the only one. Maybe you don't, um, you know, desire a designer bag, but maybe it's something else. Maybe it's owning a home. Maybe it's having a certain car. Maybe it's being able to have your kids at a certain school. All of those things are not bad. It all comes down to our heart attitude. And so as I was thinking through this and thinking through like, what does it mean to find our identity in Christ? Well, it made me go back to the study I did from Priscilla Shire on the armor of God. And she is so amazing because on pages 175 and 176, she talks directly about finding our identity in Christ. And she lists off, gosh, probably 30 to 50 things straight from scripture of how we can find our identity in Christ. But how this all started was in my study this morning, we went to 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10, and I'm going to read it to you. This is going to be a lot of verses today because I want you to understand these are not things that Michelle has said. These are not things that Kelly Minter or Priscilla Shire or some other woman you admire. These are all straight from God's word. And 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10 says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people from his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So you know me, as I said before, I am big on goals, creating and planning to get there, mapping it out, the whole thing. But the reality is if we don't first recognize who we are in Christ, then none of the other stuff are going to matter. Let me say that again. If you don't first, if I don't first recognize who I am in Christ, that all of my strength comes from God, that there's not anything that I have today that is because of Michelle. It is all because of Christ. If we don't recognize that first, then there isn't any amount of goals or achievements or success that's going to be enough. It's true. And maybe you know that for yourself. Maybe you've strived so hard for something and you reached it and it was like, you know, kind of like it, it wasn't as big as maybe you thought it was going to be. So I, I don't know, you know, I don't know where this finds you, but we're going to talk about 10 promises from God, 10 ways that we can find our identity in Christ. And and maybe this should have been episode one of 2022, but 
it's episode two of 2022. And I, I would love it if you took some time to write these down. I'm not going to put this all in the show notes because I want you to listen and actively uh, use multiple parts of your brain. So when you have to listen and when you have to write down and, and open scripture, those are going to be so powerful to you towards your growth. So I have taken just 10 of her multiple things that where she talks about the promises of God. Um, it's it actually on page 175. It says my inheritance and identity in Christ. And it's just so incredibly powerful. So number one, I am, you are a child of God. I am a child of God. John 1 12 says, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. I don't know about you, but I was raised in a Christian home. I was raised by godly parents and I have heard this multiple times and while if you weren't raised in that, there's a part of you that's probably envious, right? I get that thoroughly. But I think you need to understand that there's a part of me that's envious of those who did not grow in a Christian home. Because to me, I heard this over and over and over again, and it became a little bit like white noise. Do you remember the Peanuts commercials or cartoons, um, Charlie Brown? And anytime the parents would talk, it was this wah, 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 wah. Well, that's sometimes how this Christian rhetoric can be for those who have been raised in the, in, in the Christian world for a long time. It becomes normal and it loses kind of like that shine and that appeal. And it really breaks my heart because now as an adult in my late 40s, I look at this and go, oh, I am a child of God. God. I am a child of the creator of the universe. I am a child of the one true God. And he gives me that opportunity to be his child. Like what promotion is going to be greater than that? What commission increase is going to be greater than that? Right? Okay. Number two, I could camp out on that one for a long time. Number two, the Holy Spirit lives in me. If you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then the Holy Spirit lives in you. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in you? Holy cow, if you have not done the study on the armor of God by Priscilla Shire, it is, it's amazing. And she spends a lot of time talking about this, talking about the access that we have to the Holy Spirit and what an incredible gift it is that he is to us. If you look at the Old Testament, like how many of you have ever looked at the Old Testament and the prophets who would hear directly from God? You're like, you remember Moses in the burning bush? And you're like, oh, why can't God talk to me like that? Do you know that those men and women from the Old Testament are looking at us and going, oh my goodness, I wish I had the Spirit living in me. Do you know how fortunate you are to have the Holy Spirit access to him daily? Like, God would not come and he wasn't with them every single day. He appeared at different times. So the Holy Spirit lives in you. Again, what commission increase is better than that? Number three, I have access to God's wisdom. James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. Holy cow. 
how many of you are like me and are kind of like, well, I mean, he's got bigger things going on and he doesn't need to deal with my little stuff going on over here. That was me. Last year, my prayer life changed. Last year, the way that I talked to God changed and I became more bold and asking him to give me wisdom. I um, heard in another study, uh, I think it was Jen Wilkinson, that's who it was. And it's the study on Hebrews called Better. Again, amazing. Go get it. By Jen Wilkinson. And she talked about you know, we pray for all of these different things, but really we need to pray for wisdom and discernment. That's it. And after she said that my prayer life changed, I just want to pray for wisdom and discernment. And, and the Bible promises us, God promises us, if we lack wisdom, ask of God, he will give it to us generously. I mean, that's pretty stinking amazing. Number four, and I think we can agree that all of these supersede and trump any sort of pay increase, any sort of promotion, any sort of bonus, any of these, right? So I'll stop saying that for now. Number four, I am completely forgiven. Colossians 1.14 says, in him, I'm sorry, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Wow. That's all sins. There's not any sin too big that God can't forgive us from. So if you're looking at your life going, nope, I've done too much. I've done this, that, the other thing. Um, God can forgive you from all of those. We're all still accountable for our sins and there are consequences to everything. But forgiveness, ultimate forgiveness. Oh, good golly. Like, that's awesome. I'm completely forgiven. You are completely forgiven. Number five, I am assured that all things are working together for good. If you, like me, grew up in the Christian church in a Christian home, you have likely memorized Romans 8, 28 and touted it off many times. And we know that for those who got, who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose, right? Anytime that there's something bad, we say, oh, but we know that God causes all things to work together for good. And it's a thousand percent true. But sometimes we forget that last part for those who are called according to his purpose. For his children, we are assured that all things are working together for good. Now, that does not mean it's easy and we sit back and we laugh and I don't know, maybe it's been a year of loss for you. Maybe it's been a really hard year. What I do know is you are assured as a child of God that all things are working together for good. Number six, I may approach God with boldness freedom and confidence. Ephesians 3.12 says, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. Again, I mentioned that my prayer life has changed in the last, uh, the last year, really. And, and it's this, this boldness, this freedom, this confidence, not asking selfishly, but taking it all to the feet of my king and saying, okay, Lord, you know what's on my heart. I can remember my grandma saying years ago, like God wants to know. He wants us to say these things. He wants to hear us say these. So we need to, he already knows what's in our heart. He already knows what we're thinking. And I get to boldly approach God. I can do that. And I would challenge you to do that. I have been so much bolder with my business, with personal things, with saying, Lord, you know where we're at. 
you know all of these things and I'm just going to lay it at your feet. I mean, hello, this podcast. I mean, the fact that we're at almost 22,000 downloads, like that's insane. And these are all direct answers to prayers. Number seven, I have been complete in Christ, Colossians 2.10, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. I am complete in Christ. You are complete in Christ. You are not complete in your business. You are not complete as as a mother. You are not complete because you are a wife. You are not complete because of fill in the blank. Those are all great things, but we are complete in Christ. Let that sink in. Like you, as a Christ follower, are complete. That's it. That's all you need. End of story. Period. There's a period there. Right? You are complete in Christ. End of sentence. Number eight. I cannot be separated from the love of God. You cannot be separated from the love of God. We said before that there's not any sin too great that God won't forgive you. Same thing here. You cannot be separated from the love of God. If you are truly his child, there's nothing that can separate you. Romans 8.35 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? I mean, how much more applicable is that in this day and age? Like, there's not anything. There's not a single virus that can separate us from the love of God. There's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. There's, you know, if you didn't hit your goals, that's not going to separate for you from the love of God. If you were raised in an environment where nothing was ever good enough, that is not how God works. That is not how God works. There is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Number nine. I have direct access, I I can't read, I I can't speak today. I have direct access to God through the Holy Spirit. You have direct access to God through the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 2.18, for through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. Direct access through the Holy Spirit. That's incredible. You don't have to have an intermediary. You don't need to talk to somebody else who's then going to go to um, the Father on behalf of you. Mm -mm. You can sit where you are right now. Take all of your hurts, your worries, your prayers, your needs, your dreams, your goals, your desires, all of them to the feet of the King. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you and he takes them directly to the Father. I mean, does that blow your mind? Because it blows mine. And number 10, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, who gives me the strength I need. Philippians 4.13, again, it's kind of like Romans 8.28. You've likely memorized this one, but Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Everything, everything, lay it at his feet. And if he wants you to walk that road, he's going to give you strength to do it. And you can absolutely do it. You can do hard things, especially when you've got God behind you. I mean, and in front of you and around you and on top of you and beneath you. When you have God on your side, like seriously, who's going to go against that? So friends, I know that this is a little bit of a 
of a right turn from our normal, like, you know, set the goals, do the things. Because if you don't understand who you are in Christ first, none of it matters. So those were 10, and there's likely thousands of others that we could find from the scriptures. But friend, I want you to remember this. You are a daughter of the King. If you have humbled yourself and asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, then you are a daughter of the King. Do you watch those princess movies? The Disney princess, Cinderella happens to be my favorite. And she's a princess. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. She's a princess in a, in a kingdom, but we are a daughter of the King. We are a princess of the kingdom of heaven. So friend, it's my heart that you walk away from this episode understanding that knowing who you are in Christ is sufficient for all things. Your rank advancement, your team growth, your new customers, and all the things, the promotions and the commissions increase and the bonuses and everything else, those are cherries on top of the greatest Sunday you could ever imagine. I adore you. I am so grateful for you. And friend, I have one favor. As always, if you found value in this episode, there is likely one other woman around you who would benefit from this as well, understanding who she is in Christ first and foremost. It would mean the absolute world to me if you took a screenshot and shared it in your stories. Tag me at Hey, It's Michelle Castro. Because really, I would love to thank you for that. And if you're not comfortable sharing it in your stories, go send it out to a few of your friends privately in messages. Send them the link. Whatever. We need to understand that first and foremost, our identity is found 